Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years' experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What up, everybody? Sorry to interrupt the regular programming right here, but Rick and I have to pay the bills, so we're going to run an ad. This ad is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoy the show, guys. What up, everybody? This is Rob Brandt. And this is Rick Brandt, and we are the Brothers Brandt. Welcome back to episode 114 of the Brothers Brand Podcast. Yeah, Josh, right? So we've been, been sticking this out for a while. Um, and we're, we're uh, here with a special guest. Uh, we got Josh Woods of the Detroit Lions on the line. Welcome to the podcast, Josh. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you reaching out. I really do. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun, man. This is going to be awesome. Rick, uh, tell our listeners like uh, who Josh is, and uh, and I can't wait to to talk about your story and learn more about you because I don't like Rick said we only know a fraction of your story, right? We only know like the Wikipedia version, right? Right. <laughs> so. All right. Well, listen, it would be my honor and privilege to introduce Josh Woods to the Brothers Brandt listeners here. Guys, give it up for this man. He is from Baltimore, Maryland. Okay, Baltimore, Maryland, one of the coolest places in the country. He grew up there. And in high school, this man was an academic All-American. Very rarely is somebody an All-American on the field, but then combine it in the classroom, this guy's grades were off the charts. I mean, he probably could have went to Harvard and Yale and all these Ivy Leagues. And he said, I'm staying in Maryland. I'm going to the University of Maryland. Fear the Terps. This guy was a stud in their secondary for years and then worked his tail off to achieve one of his dreams in life, and that was to reach the NFL. And this man debuted with the Chicago Bears, and he's currently on the Detroit Lions roster. Josh, thanks again for coming on the podcast today. Yeah, no, it's it's an honor to be here. Uh, I appreciate you guys for, like I said, reaching out and giving me a platform. I appreciate Damon for uh, you know, sending you guys my way, allowing us to meet. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So Damon Lloyd, 
for all you podcast <clears throat> listeners out there, you'll recall he was on episode 110. He's currently with the Los Angeles Chargers. And just like Woodsy here, undrafted in the NFL, making it happen. Josh, tell us how you got into playing football and what it was like as a kid, maybe in the Baltimore area and who you looked up to. Like, how did this whole journey begin? Okay. Um, well, football is one of like the earliest memories that I have. Um, I just remember being like three or four running around. Um, and we, you know, as a kid, I just called it outside, right? It was, next door, we had this big lot. There was like this apartment complex that uh, had a huge lot in the middle, like a campus green almost. And the older kids would always be playing football over there. I mean, these guys taught me how to ride a bike. They taught me everything. But the one thing that I remember, like it was yesterday, is, I mean, these guys are like eight, nine, 10 years old, and I'm holding on to someone's ankle, trying to tackle them. And my mom used to come out, come outside and say, hey, like, don't y'all hurt my baby. <laughs> so Miss Karen, don't worry. We got to worry about your baby hurting us. Like, he's good over here. <laughs> so, um that I, I've always loved football. My mom was a uh, huge, huge, huge sports fanatic. Um, and so I was always watching sports. And for whatever reason, uh, football was the one that, you know, really called my name. Um, and so I just dove headfirst into uh, the Ravens. Like I was a diehard Ravens fan. Like I could tell you, all 53, like, you know, like I was a diehard Ravens fan. And uh, like, I mean, I had my walls painted purple, gold and black. Like I had, I had the whole, the whole thing. Um, and so I didn't play organized football and I say organized football, like for a team or a rec league or whatever, until I was 10 years old, uh, I was playing the age group 9-11 and, you know, played that for a couple years and really wasn't my thing. I felt like I was better than everybody. It was too much politics going on. My mom was like, you know what? This is not where you're, you're not going to quit, right? You're going to stick it out. So like, I want to commend her for like, that was the first like instance of adversity that she didn't allow me to succumb to. Right. Um, but yeah, man, I've always, I, I've always felt like I was super athletic or like really good in comparison to other kids. And then I got to high school, right? You get to high school and I realized, well, first of all, I got to high school and I was like 5'3", five, 5'4", five, 140 soaking wet, right? <laughs> and uh, this, I'll never forget this. I'll never forget this. I'm in line one day, or we're like on the field. This is like early practices. Um, and I'm in one of the lines and they're like, uh, like, bro, this is the receiver line. I was like, yeah, I know I'm a receiver. Like, what what you mean? And they were like, yeah, but like JV's over there, squirt. Like, like one of those. And I was like, oh wow, I I guess I am pretty little around you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so I went over right. there. Freshman year is always like crazy because oh, you're always like five, like I was like, you know, I was like five four freshman year, but only grew to five nine. So you know, five ten yeah. on my bed. <laughs> But one thing, um, so I went over there, obviously I went in the JV line and uh, not gonna lie to you, like really did not 
get that many balls thrown my way or like that much playing time early on, especially uh, while I was on JV. So it was pretty weird to, you know, transition to, so the way my high school was like juniors couldn't play on JV. So you had, you had to make varsity. And by this time I'm about, you know, maybe pushing six foot, you know, like I'm, I- I've hit a tremendous spread at this point, but uh, still not getting the playing time that, you know, I-, I-, I want, or I think I deserve, obviously, you know, everybody thinks they're better than, you know, maybe what they are, or what, whatnot, but I, uh, I remember going to practice one day and I was going against like the real defense and they couldn't stop me. Right. Like my, my, my head coach wouldn't even speak to me in the hallway, but they could not stop me on jump balls. Like they would throw these jump balls at practice, like with the DBs helping them like punch out. And I was just mossing everybody, just head taps, just on everybody. So was it your well, vertical? Was it like you had a jump? Well, I have, yeah, no, nah, like, so when I, especially when I was lighter, like I could jump and then I have really long arms as well. So like I was able to just, whatever somebody went up, I just had that extra, like, I don't know, like the extra two, three inches where I could just pick it off. from. So uh, my coach realized, he's like, oh, wow, like this kid can play. I'm like, yeah, no shit. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know if I can curse on him. Yeah, but, no, you're good, man. Let it rip. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay, cool. I'm like, yeah, no shit. I've been playing for you for however many games. He's like, all right, well, Woods is in the, like, you know, he's in the rotation now. Go out there, playing maybe one or two games. I go to catch a post over the middle. Uh, and the middle field safety literally hits me drops me on my shoulder shoulder blades broken i played on it for two weeks didn't know that it was broken but it was because they kept saying like oh it's just back spasms or whatever come to find out that in 30 years of working that my athletic trainer working his job he's never seen a fractured scapula and he was like yeah well i'm sorry but we messed up you know what i mean like this is this is way way worse than we thought and uh so i'm like damn okay, football football really might not be it. Because, you know, junior year is the year of recruiting. That's like, yeah, it really, you know, and I was just starting to break through, right? So you can imagine the frust- like the level of frustration at that point. And I had a track coach who was like, I mean, Coach Monroe was, he, I, he's probably still in Jamaica's like top 100 for long jump distances. Like he was a legit, uh, track coach like hit our program people that went to my high school quit track when they went to college because their program wasn't serious enough like it was a legit program but I was like okay well I guess I'm just gonna take track series my best friend ran track he hurdled I tripped over the first hurdle and rolled into the next one I was like okay hurdling might not be it but I started long jumping running things of that nature and um I fell in love with track. So I started just my, I was getting faster. I was, you know, my, my endurance was up there and uh, it created this work ethic, right? Like I've always worked hard, but it created a different monster with that track stuff. Cause track is just you versus you. So that summer, that summer comes, the quarterback is uh, the qu- quarterback. He's a young guy, but he has a cannon. I'm like, if I can get timing with Jansen, this year is going to be different. I feel it. 
man, I came out there and tore it up. I don't know what the heck happened, but I tore it up. I mean, I led our team offensively. Um, and then towards the end of the season, I, uh, I had a, what we had, a, uh, one of our corners go down with a concussion. And so they're like, Woods, get in there. I don't know what the heck I'm doing at DB, but they know I can catch, right? They're like, Woods, go in there. So in the last three games of the season, um, everybody was kind of on to, okay, Woods is the go-to guy. with the, Like, it was one game where they had, like, the outside backer shaded out, corner pressed up, and the safety all the way out on the, on the hatch. Like, I wasn't getting the ball. But they threw it my way, and that's where they messed up because I picked them off twice, and Maryland was at that game, uh. right? So Maryland is at the game, and my coach calls me. He's like, bro, what's, what's, what's going on? Like, Maryland was – like, has Maryland been talked to? I'm like, no, nobody's contacting me. He's like, well, they want to see more tape. What's your next best game? So I send him some more tape. They come to the championship game. Believe it or not, Mike Locks, the head coach at Maryland now, was the offensive coordinator then. His son was the quarterback at our rival high school for the championship. No we way. It was we were ten and zero. It was the first time we had been ten and zero ever in school history, and we were about and we get pummeled by our rivals every year. This is like game ninety seven. We've won like thirteen of them. Okay, like we used to get pummeled by Gilman, <laughs> and this is the first time where we legitimately have a shot. Like Gilman is the underdog. We're ten and zero. Uh, yeah. Needless to say, I tore that game up. Like tore it up. Had no like. I mean, I'm. It was their their number one corner was guarding me. He had like eight pass interferences. I had a touchdown. I had two picks, a forced fumble. Like it was a hell of a game, right? <laughs> hell of a game. So we That's won the awesome, championship. Man. My my high school career is over, but I don't have any offers. What the heck? You know what I mean? Like whoa, whoa, whoa. let's let's take a time out here because <laughs> like you're playing in the NFL now. Like you can't script it like this, right? Like, like senior year, junior year, you get hurt. Senior year, you don't have any offers. And now you're playing in the NFL. Like, can you, like, do you ever reflect on that and just go, wow, life is crazy? Well, yeah. Um, but sometimes I kind of brush over high school because college was even wilder. Like, it was even more wild. Let's get yeah, into it. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, needless to say, Maryland calls, they offer, they, you know, I, in my heart, I'm a receiver. Like, to this day, I still think I lose some weight. I work on some routes and I still got a couple folks, you know, I, I, I would have a job. Okay. Practice squad at least. Yeah. But, Cooper Cup, watch <laughs> out. Cooper Cup, watch out. <laughs> Neither here nor there though about receiver. They obviously tried me. They, you know, they signed me as a DB. So I get there, I'm playing corner. I've really, I very, very, very quickly realized that corners might not be my position at this level. Like this is a different perspective. It's a different vantage point on the field. It's a different skill set. Like, and what I was doing at corner in high school, oh, I was just backpedaling 10 yards off and throw it up if you want to. Like that was how that was that didn't work. I actually remember my first interaction or not first interaction with Steph, but Steph's Stefan Diggs, my my freshman year told me because everybody, like, they knew I was smart. So he goes, uh, you better be brushing up on those math skills because you'll be selling insurance for State Farm if you keep, like, trying to guard me. And I said, oh, <laughs> shit. And then, and then, and then, and then scored. And then scored, same play. Like, walked out of the huddle. 
Like, I hope you've been working on your math. You're going to be selling insurance for State Farm trying to guard me and score it. It was the most demoralizing. It, like, <laughs> it was awful, okay? So I don't play my first six, my first six uh, games in, in college. And then special teams, I get the... I get to spend the rest of my last, uh, the rest of that, that year or whatever. Second year rolls around, still under Edsel, still at corner and uh, special team extraordinaire. Like that is it. Like I am nowhere near, nowhere near like ready to play a game at corner. Like it just wasn't for me. So by the time that season ended and everything happened, I was a safety when Durkin came in, okay? Moved to safety, junior year, everything's cool, everything's peachy, mostly special teams still. And then uh, my best friend tears his ACL. So I go in and, you know, I did all right that game. That's like game four. I have a whole season and I hadn't really like, learned how to tackle like live tackle you know what I mean in a game situation whatever bullets were flying it was way faster than practice like and then you know you tell yourself all the time like oh I should be playing or I should play or this that and the third but are you really taking the necessary measures to make sure when that number is called you're ready and the answer is no so I was benched by game like 10 and they were letting freshmen spin at safety like it just was not going the way that it was supposed to go, right? So I actually, in that moment, and you know, oh, if you don't know anything about Durkin, just know that Durkin doesn't mince his words for anybody. You soft, you're like, you can never effing play for me. Like, just like, and I started to internalize all those things. I'm like, damn, maybe I do suck at football. Like, it's, it had been a while since I had a glory day, you know, it was, Three years had passed but since then, you know. Getting maybe, in your I, head. maybe I do suck, right? <laughs> <laughs> maybe I do suck, Josh Woods. <laughs> End quote. Yeah, no, maybe I do suck, honestly. So um, <clears throat> I finally get to uh, – oh, no, 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 no. So I'm, I'm legitimately thinking about quitting. Like, I'm, I've, I've cried. I've – you know, I, I'm, I'm at my wits end. I don't know what else there is to do, right? Like, I got benched. I'm embarrassed. Like, uh, and I was pretty popular on campus, but, like, not for I – was, I was one of the only one, like, athletes that was in a fraternity. But also, like, he doesn't play that much, right? Like, so it, 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 <laughs> and that, and that so fraternity I'm, life, we had we had a couple of friends that went to Maryland. That, that's a great that's a great vibe right there. Oh, ton of fun, ton yeah. of fun. <laughs> Not a lot of ball. Not a lot of ball. <laughs> ball. <laughs> no, so seriously, so um, I like legitimately went through a uh, like a, a period where football just. It wasn't for me. Like, it wasn't going to work out. And I had a friend tell me, he was just like, yo, like, you can't go out like that. Simply put, like, you can't go out like that. And I was like, by golly, you're right. You know? By golly, like, you're right. By golly, you're right. <laughs> you, give him like a, you give him like a snap like this, like, by golly, you're right. Man, I, uh, I trained so hard that summer. And uh, 
like I, I mean, I worked, I worked, I got stronger, I got faster, I just got better, right? And I'd already, I could already comprehend the, the playbook. Like I'm talking, I would teach rookies, as rookies, I would teach freshmen, you know, that were coming in, and then we had a, a, a rookie coach, like a guy who switched over. He was in the in the system, but he was on offense. So when he switched over to the safeties, like I was teaching the safeties, like I was I was doing classroom, right? And he told he's like, yo, it's no reason you shouldn't be playing. You're smart. You know everything that's going on. There's no reason you shouldn't be playing. You got all the tangibles. Like, just stop listening to them. I want you to know right now that I don't care about any mess ups. I just want you to go out there and hit a bitch. So that became our mantra. Hit a bitch. I, I would write it on my tape, on my wrist. And to this day, I write it inside my gloves. Hit a bitch. Right? So, because that's all he cared about. So go out there and hit someone. Just go, just go play fast. Don't be afraid. Like, but make sure you get them down. Like, you know what I mean? Because that was my thing. They were like, is Josh going to make the tackle or is he not going to make the tackle? Like, no, there was some validity to the things that Durkin were saying. I'm not going to go ahead and say that. Like, oh, like he was just a, a, a prick of a coach. Like, no, like I let some plays like slip back, right? It was not a great showing of, you know, what I, my true potential. But man, that first day of pads in camp. So, I mean, I was rolling with the threes. They had Marquise Bell had come, had come in, five-star recruit from Florida. He was the, he was the bee's knees, okay? He, nobody, his, his poop didn't even stink, all right? This man was, he, he was the Messiah. He was just going to come save us, just Marquise Bell safety. And I was just like, yo, this is not it. Like I said, like, I'm not going, if this is my last time wearing football pads, I'm not going out like that, right? Um, and man, I would, like I said, I was rolling with the threes. So like in camp, when you got a bunch of, you know, a bunch of guys, they're trying to figure out roster spots and all of that, like they'll break you up into two fields. It'll be like ones and twos or threes and threes and fours. Man, I'm on the field as a senior with the threes and the fours. And I'm like, nah, this ain't how this is about to go. I stopped talking. I stopped like I did not talk to anybody in the building. Like I mean, I wasn't rude. I wasn't disrespectful. I just was on a mission. I have nothing to joke about with you. I have nothing to talk about. I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you. And I just stopped talking. Like people will walk down the hallway. Hey, what's up, John? Keep it moving. And like we put on pads. And my best friend, Michael Cornwell, he went to high school with me. Like he was the other wide receiver when I was when I was receiver. At, at Maryland, he still played receiver. Big body, big like he played. He, he plays tight end now, but where oh, where's he? Where does he play tight end? He's I think he's in a rugby league. Okay. Like he, but he's trained. He's training as a tight end. Like he, he's still. You know what I mean? He's still trying to figure his way out. He hasn't yeah, given yeah. up. Yet. Not, you know, go him. Sorry, go, go, sorry, go on. Go yeah, on, go on, guys. no, he catches a hitch right on the hash, and you know, like as a safety, we played too high at Maryland, like. I'm standing right on the hash at 15. He catches it probably about eight to 10 and I broke. And as soon as he went to turn up field, I just dumped his ass like, boom. And like, you know, first day of pads, it's supposed to be thug, keep him up, keep everybody safe. And I just looked at, like they, you know, keep him up, keep him up. And I just looked. He said, oh, okay, all right. So then we play some more, we play some more. Somebody's running like a toss or like a, a, a stretch on, on the perimeter 
and I'm in the middle of the field, I take that banana angle, boom, I hit them all the way to the, like the other practice field, like through the defense, right, as they're standing on the side watching. My coach is like, keep them up. You know what? I get it. I understand what's going on now. Like, I, I get it. You're, you're done talking. You're done talking. You're going to show us you can hit. So I, I remember this play like it was yesterday. It's me and a guy named Quantrez Knight. Quantrez Knight just got picked up by the 49ers. He played for UCLA. Um, well, he finished his career at UCLA. But Q Knight and I played together at Maryland. He was a sophomore. I was a senior. He was really good. One thing he was going to do is he was going to hit the hell out you. He was going to hit you. Like, bow, bow. Like, he was going to hit you. And that's what I didn't have. Where I had him was... You know, in some instances, I had the playbook because I had a little bit more experience and things like things of that nature. So not to, you know, get too much into detail, but I had noticed that our offense had a little tendency that year where whenever they would motion the Z receiver across, right, and sit him down inside the numbers, he's running shallow, right? It's football IQ, right? Now I say that and I'm like, oh, of course, duh, he's going to run a shallow, right? He's close for a reason. Well, we had a tool called Frisco. And so if you saw that, you were able to tell the corner, like, hey, if this guy runs a shallow, you fly high and, and take the post, and I'll come down on the receiver. Well, I, call, I gave the call. I gave the Frisco call. They ran it. They threw it. Boom! Popped his ass. And they said, oh, he's ready. Like they gave me, that was, that was the week going into Texas. Q and I were splitting reps and they said, you're getting a start. And I never looked back. I never once looked back. I just took, I just played, 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 played fast, hard, didn't care about what was going to happen next. Didn't care about going to the league. I just wanted to prove to them and myself that I was good enough to play at that level. Right. And it, be, it became an obsession with proving them wrong but also more than anything proving me right you know and and playing really well I remember we played Michigan and I go to hit the, you know they used to carry D linemen as tight ends when uh maybe what was that is Harbaugh still a coach in Michigan hmm? oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah okay well they probably still have 290 pound tight ends but they they ran like uh you know, for like the four verticals concept and we're at single high. And I knew which one he was going to. So I broke before the ball even came out. Luckily for the quarterback, he threw the ball outside. So the guy kind of turns around like this, exposing his whole chest. And I go to blow his ass up. I'm like 205. Okay. Like it wasn't much blowing up to be done. And in all actuality, I hit him kind of like this. Like I tried to like just forearm check him and I went like this. And I broke my first rib. I finished the game because I thought it was just like shoulder spasms or something like that. But I got my like my MRI and my X-ray and everything, and they told me that my senior year was over. We had two games left, and so that was just like another like a gut wrench. You know what I mean? I was just like, damn, like I'm breaking, like I'm literally about to break through this surface, like, and I just can't, I can't break through. Um, and one of the scouts from the Raiders was in the building. I'm walking around. I got a sling on. He said, hey, you're that Woods kid, right? I said, yeah. Um, I said, keep your head up. 
you're going to play again. That's not it, you know? And so I went and trained and trained and trained down here in Atlanta and fell in love while falling in love with Atlanta. But, uh, <laughs> Shout out to I the went, ATL. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, and I mean, I did everything that I was supposed to do, you know? Uh, I trained hard, I gained weight, performed well at pro day and the draft rolls around. And I mean, how many is it? 253, 200. Yeah. Yeah. No, not one of them. Yeah. 253, 256. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Not one of those names was Josh Woods. Not one of them. Right. I was embarrassed. You know, I had my family there. Like what was going on? Yeah, for sure. I had, I had an agent and everything. Like, I, I mean, I had the, not the same process as everybody else, but I mean, I was, Right. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I had talked to teams after my pro day teams that gassed me up. I talked on the phone with some guys, you know, crickets. And I'm talking I mean, people while the drive is on, people are calling my phone. I'm like, yo, are you serious? Are you going to call me right now this moment? Like, do you know, I'm, that's the only thing I'm waiting to do is hear my phone ring. You, you, were, you were pressing the end F you button so much. Probably you're just like, dude, stop. Oh. Stop. No, no, I was answering because I need oh. they needed a piece of my mind. Oh. <laughs> Bro, what the like yo, did, did they call you yet? No, but you did. Get off my phone. Like, bye. <laughs> and so uh so my friend and uh my friends and I have like this brunch company, but shout out to the brunch gods. Go follow them at yeah. the brunch gods. Yeah, brunch um, gods. Love that. Yeah. So we have, you know, we have a company that at the time. You know, we were just we were just trapping out of, out of mom's kitchen. You know, we were just we were getting it together. We were doing donuts. We were doing uh, like uh, wa- chicken and waffles and things of that nature. Um, and so, like I said, didn't get drafted. Didn't even get like the preferred uh, free agent signing. Like, didn't get any of that. So it's Sunday morning. I'm sad. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go make some donuts with my boy. Right. So I'm sitting at his mom's counter and I'm crunching up Oreos to put on the to put on the donuts and everything. It's like, you know what? Life really, you know, it could be worse. Right. Like I I start to come around. I'm like, I'm blessed when you really think about it. Blah, blah, blah. Phone rings. Hey, what's up, man? It's John City. I think that I think it was City who called me, who reached out first. And he said, uh, I uh met you at Maryland once before and I just wanted to invite you out to our rookie mini camp, you know, for a tryout if you're interested. Uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course I'm interested. And so um I end up going out there to rookie mini camp. And well first of all I made sure I got whoever's number that I needed to get playbook stuff like all that because I knew I knew my edge on guys. Right. As long as I knew the playbook and I knew like the checks and communications and all that, I was going to notice it. somebody was going to notice it. Right. And so I go in to rookie mini camp, probably about two sixteen as a safety. Right. And the whole time I'm walking around, they, you're a big like you know, Ed Donatello. He's with the he's with the Broncos. It was big Fangio's crew. So it's like, my God, you're a big safety like. Dude, you're a big city. That's all he kept saying. Woods, you are huge, right? So I'm out there. I'm on the field. You know, I don't know if you know how rookie minicamp goes, but uh, 
I'm rolling with the threes, okay? The threes maybe get five reps, okay? But but I did exceptionally well with, you know, the communication, making plays, like making sure. One thing that they did was they hurt me. Everybody was in there all quiet and meek. And if you know anything about me and my personality, I'm felt. It does not matter in what room I walk in, like what the scenario is. I'm just my, I'm me. Like, I don't know how to be anything other than myself. So they felt that and they liked it. So they start talking to me, calling on me a little bit more. And then day two, I get a couple more reps. Well, they pull me to the side after practice that second day and they go, um, you know, this, and mind you, this is still all at safety. They go, hop on the scale real quick. I go, shit. So I get on the scale, I'm like, 215 after practice so I know I was heavy like I know I was I was heavy it was two and a half hour practice or something like that um and they're like damn geez like you're you're huge whatever okay cool give me a pat on the back and send me on my way don't explain anything that's how the league is they just observe and tell you to walk away like they that's it they just tell you you're huge and hey you're huge yeah yeah (laughs) no you're huge uh, good, bad, what somewhere in the middle. Information. Thanks for the constructive criticism. Somebody give me something. So uh, the day progresses, and my agent calls me and lets me know, like, hey, they feel like you know you're athletic enough and you have a big enough frame where you could you know play this new money back. And they kept referencing Dion Buchanan. Um, they were just like, yeah, like we really want to try and see what he can do you know, how he moves as a linebacker, what he knows, X, Y, Z. And so I go in there that third day. And well, first of all, I was studying or trying to study all night. I, I'll go and knock on Roquan's room. You know, he's the man at this point. Uh, Mr. Smith, please, could you, uh, <laughs> could you help me figure out what the heck it is I'm looking at? So what did he say? He opens the door and he invites me in and he starts speaking Mandarin. Okay, because I still don't know what the heck he's talking about. So yeah, I'm like, uh huh, yeah, okay, right, all right. So a thirty alignment, got that thirty. What the heck's a thirty? Right, like, and you know, he's speaking to me like I'm a linebacker, and I'm just like, mm-hmm, yeah, okay, got it. So I go out there to practice the third day. <laughs> I recall nothing. I retained nothing. I know nothing about playing linebacker, but they put me in man coverage. That, that I know. I know how to cover that guy, okay? Well, what do you man Everything. up at at that point? Are you on the running back, tight end? Where do they, who do you I was, I was split out at, I was split out on the tight end at the time. And, you know, it was like a, third day is always like a red zone emphasis. So, you know, they might put a big tight end out and then they got a mismatch. So now they're going to try it. Yeah, well, try one of the other guys. I'm not one of those. Yeah. <laughs> one thing I can do is that, right? Um. So Nagy brings it all up, brings everybody up. He's like, you know, I just want to thank you all so, so much for coming out here. And, you know, we really wish we could keep everybody the same speech every year, every coach, every year. But we really just wish we could keep everybody. But it's not the nature of the business. And unfortunately, um, some of you are going to not be retained. And But the good news is you got tape. And if I can do anything and my power to get you guys on a team, I will. So the scouts are going to tap some of you guys on the shoulder, pull you aside. Congratulations. You are the guys that made it. 
if you don't, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your effort and good luck. Man, when I tell you I was the last person on that field, I was walking so slow. I took, I was the last person in the shower. I was the last person at lunch. I was the last person on the bus. I, somebody tap me, please. Like, I'm not walking out of here. I, I was not in a rush to leave because I was just trying to figure it out. So I get to the bus, no tap on the shoulder. I'm sad. I go to the back. I lay down across the back two seats on the, on the bus. And I cried and I get to the airport and I called my mom and I was just like, mom, I'm sorry. You know, I gave it my all, like this was our shot and I didn't, you know, but just know I, I went down swinging, but I'm sorry, like it's over. And uh, said the same thing to my trainer, said the same thing to my agent. My agent said, what, what are you talking about? Dude, they loved you. <laughs> They're gonna invite you back for vet mini camp at linebacker. You okay with that? Shit, yeah. Hell yeah, yeah. I'm all right with that. Let's go. <laughs> That's amazing. He was like, That's bro, unreal, like, dude. But I'm in the airport, like wiping tears, and he tells me that he's like, bro, they're so. He was like, they are so effed up for not telling you this and letting you walk off without that information. He was like, yeah, but it is the business. Like he understood it. So I go home and mind you, I had, I had known I was heavy and I was trying to get back down. I could not get back down. My whole college career, I could not stay over 200 pounds. Then senior year was 205. Couldn't stay over there. Now I'm trying to make some actual money out of this and I got weight problems. Like, come on. So I'm eating salad leading up to this. Brunch, brunch gods. Brunch gods. <laughs> so they tell me, they said, uh, yeah, we want you to come back a little heavier and we want you to learn a little linebacker deal i get to eat too so i called my trainer i said coach keith no more salads baby steak and potatoes and coach keith shout out to him he's a real one he was like a father figure to me um he took me under his wing and he went above and beyond for and that's how i met damon damon and coach keith uh they damon played for coach keith coach keith had a gym and you know, yeah. uh, like a state-of-the-art facility. Yeah. And that's how Damon and I started interacting during that training session. Damon mm -hmm. was still in school. He had one more year of school. Yeah. And so he was able to literally watch going, preparing for pro day, not getting drafted, going to rookie minicamp, not getting picked. So now I'm eating steak and potatoes every day. I'm getting ready to play linebacker. And it's beautiful that I have Damon there with me because Damon is a linebacker, right? A really smart linebacker at that. Yeah. Like Damon is extremely intelligent. Um, so, uh, yeah, I go back out to vet mini camp and I maybe got five plays on the weekend, you know? And it was the most intimidating thing in my entire life. I remember sitting in the room with Danny Trevathan like, wow, you just won Super Bowl. You just won a Super Bowl the other year or so. This is different, you know. Um, they didn't have Mac yet, but they had like Akeem Hicks. You ever seen that guy? Oh my goodness. Akeem Hicks is humongous. Like I was like, oh Freak athlete. but insane, insanely good at football and just being a big human. Like I don't get it. Um so 
I know this is kind of a long story. I mean, I guess that's the point of this, right? This, like, is, a, this, boy, is, this is a phenomenal story. You continue exactly how you are. We're <laughs> loving it. Our listeners are loving it. Keep it going, Woodsy. Okay, all right. Well, I'll keep it going. Well, I um, got five reps. Don't know if I did well or not, honestly. Uh, but they signed me, right? It's like, so that many camp ends and they say, hey, like, they pull me to the side. They, hey, like, we're going to take you over here to get a physical. So I'm like, okay, that's different. All right, all right. <laughs> so then they take me to go do a physical. They let me do, like, they get my blood work and everything. And one of the guys' name was Joey in the building. I mean, not a hair was out of place on Joey's head. He was the smoothest mf in the world, okay? I promise you. He looks at me and goes, congrats, kid. You made it. I'm like, on the inside and outside, I'm just like, yeah, thanks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My homie. You know what I mean? Hold it down. Hold it down. Had to play it cool. Right? Um, So they take me upstairs. They sign me. They give me, you know, I meet meet Ryan Pace and everything. You know, uh, I tell people all the time, it uh, doesn't matter what time, what size signing bonus you get, because uh, mine was a handshake. So, be be very appreciative if they give you any money for a signing bonus, because I got a welcome to camp. But you know what? That was more than enough for me. Okay, went in the camp, bald, bald. Like I remember first day I went in there, like caused a forced fumble, like all types. Yeah, of yeah, stuff, yeah. Right. What was what was like? Who- what was the forced fumble because that that must have been so amazing too like you at camp and lighting it up and you know affirming that you're you're in the right spot like one-on-ones so I was playing uh, a tight end again and uh basically he I think he had run like a I think it was like an eight yard out five yard out something like something quick but it was to the outside like and I was inside leverage so it was like a cheap one-on-one route, right? Like, let's let's just call a spade a spade. You're not going to run a five-yard out in one-on-ones unless it's, like, maybe man, press man, but that wasn't the case. We're, we're, we're neither here nor there. Catches the ball. Boom. But he goes to turn up field, and I, like, the angle that I took, I just punched around his body, and it dropped, like, it dropped right out. And I scooped it and finished the play, and they were like, oh, good shit, what? It was dope. It was pretty dope. Josh, I love um, that. That's amazing. That's awesome. Um, fast forward to the Hall of Fame game, which was my first game, my first NFL game, right? Uh, so your career, your career has basically started in Canton, Ohio, which is likely where it'll end. And that's it's just the, really impressive. I love how you Against the Ravens. It's written, it's written oh, against the Ravens. Wow. Your team growing up. Yeah. It was amazing. I got to see Ray Lewis get inducted to the Hall of Fame, Brian Erlacher, Randy Moss. Like, it was – they walked right in front of me. I said, how far, Randy? What's up, buddy? You know, how many times? <laughs> you know, it was amazing, though. Um, that was a great experience. Um, but what did I tell you about my collegiate career? Special teams, special teams, special teams, right? So we get out there, and, you know, I'm a tryout linebacker in camp, you're not getting many reps, right? Like you're gonna wait till the end of the game to at least play linebacker. Well, on special teams, I had been making like some noise in practice or whatnot, but 
not quite like this. Like in the game was going down. I was doing like textbook stuff, like making plays, right? To the point where um, like in film, the following day, the coach is like, uh, yeah, I want you to do it. You see, you see 55 right here? Do it like 55. This this is my guy Woods. Woods is really good. Watch him. That's right? like, so he, cool. Like, but play after play after play after play. So I became one of his favorites instantly. Right. So I'm like, okay. Um <laughs> I had four tackles that game. I don't think all on special teams, but I had four tackles total that game. And I remember that only because uh, the following game, we played the Bengals at, uh, what was that, Paul Brown? We played the Bengals at Paul Brown. Yeah. And, uh, again, on special teams. And, you know, preseason, you have so many blunders just from everybody. We go out there, you only got 10 on the field, right? Somebody doesn't come out. and uh, the personal protector for the Bengals punt team was a vet. Like he was like a five-year vet. You count 10, they run the sweep to the short end side. Well, we didn't know that. We didn't even know we had 10 out there, right? So I go to rush off the ball, sweep goes right around the corner. I'm like, oh shit. So I actually take off and I catch him 30 yards downfield. But when I dove, I like dove around his waist and my finger, I guess, got caught in the jersey. So this finger was, I can't do it with this finger, but this hand, like this pinky was looking, when I got up, it was looking at the rest of my, like the rest of my hand, like oh this. Gosh. So I didn't notice it right away. I just, you know how you can feel like something shouldn't be touching you? Yeah. Like on the outside of my ring finger, I'm like, what the heck is on the outside of my ring finger? I looked down and it's like, Oh, that's, that's different. That's not supposed <laughs> to look like that. Um, so I had to get two pins in my hand and um, I played six quarters of my rookie mini camp. I mean, of my, like my rookie training camp, I played six quarters. And by the end of camp, I mean, and my agent was saying like, this is unheard of. Like they, I thought they were going to give you an injury. So they flew me to Denver and like, they like, it was so crazy. Like, he was like, oh, they're stashing you. They don't want anybody to, like, they kind of want people to forget about you the way that they were going about, you know what I mean? How they they mentioned the injury, and then that was it. Like, it was just radio silence. And he was like, in all 17 years of me doing this, I've never seen a tryout get stashed like this. You know, like, you don't play. You don't make the team. He was like, this is so weird. So by the time we're, we're at nut-cutting time, it's the final cut and they're asking me I've been going to PT and everything doing everything that I should be doing but I just got the the pins out of my hand just got them out and so my I'm not at 100% strength yet and they go like well how is it like are you cleared yet like what's going on because you can make this team if you're like if you're good to go and man I was pushing it I was doing everything I was damn near lying everything but lying okay trying to make sure that I was I was cleared to make it. And I didn't make the cut, so I ended up getting placed on practice squad that first year. And uh, it was a mad – they were like, yeah, if somebody gets hurt or anything, like, you'll be the first to move up. And it was the most magical season of football I've ever witnessed in my life. That 12-4 and 4 Chicago Bears double-doink year. Shout-out to Cody Parkey. That's my guy. 
It's a great Unreal. guy. Unreal. No, he's a great guy. He's a Unreal. great guy. But he doesn't. He didn't deserve what happened to him yeah. after that. Honestly, he was a great guy. But neither here nor there. No, I'm an Eagles fan, so uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm we okay. Did, we did talk about that. We did talk about that. It's okay. It's yeah. Okay. We got everybody we makes got you guys mistakes, first, Josh. First game this year. Yeah, I know. I, know. Yeah. I was telling I was telling Rick, uh, you know, you guys are gonna play each other. He thought that was funny. Yeah. He um. We uh. What was I about to say? No. Uh, yeah, nobody got hurt all year. It was the most magical season of football I've ever been a part of. Khalil Mack joined the squad. Like it was, it was like Cinderella to just be a part of. What right? was the buzz like when Khalil showed up? So first of all, shout out to Ferg because Ferg called me at seven o'clock in the morning. That's one of my frat brothers. He calls me at seven a.m. Seven a.m. Yo, y'all just got Khalil Mack. Oh my God, y'all just got Mack. What? Huh? What are you talking about? Like, so I go look. He's like, nah, like for real. Y'all just traded the house for Khalil Mack. I said, oh my God. So he gets there and different. <laughs> like, it's just, it was, he, he's different. We were different. It was different. Just different. Like, just it was like, just, like on the defense or the whole locker room, the whole team? Like, everything like first of all so he really wasn't a huge vocal leader but they sat the ball down for the defense to go out and he would he would sprint out and like rush to be the first one to touch the ball well what did that do made all other 10 guys sprint out and try to be the first one to touch the ball so now when we take the field everybody's full speed ahead everybody's sprinting and it scares the shit out of an offense right like that's the first thing okay well secondly we got X million dollar tackle here, X million dollar tackle here. And it's like they're playing with three on the offensive line. Like it does not, it's not adding up, right? Like, and the, some of the stuff that he was doing was just like legitimately poetry in motion, like in awe. But it wasn't like it was easy for him because you watched him work. You watched him run extra. You watched him lift extra. You watched him, you know what I mean? He wasn't one of those guys that, oh, I'm, like much like Aaron Donald, like he was just obsessed with working with his craft, like, and it just became infectious, contagious to the entire team, and it was a really good season. Like I was, I was very blessed to be a part of that, to, you know, be able to witness that much greatness and wonder. Like Eddie Jackson was having a stellar. That's when he was like on a heater. Like we were having, we had some good players. Jordan Howard was still there for his what third thousand yard season in a row like we Tariq Cohn was running was cribbing stuff like we had a squad bro and it was Holder so dope Field was the place to be that year it was so dope like everything about that was super dope um I'm eternally grateful for that season um because it prepared me for the next one um and this is what we want to really hear we want to hear how you get out on the field you're wearing the retro stripes. You're making your debut. Like, I want to know that, Josh. Yeah. No, I got you. So I used to go into the player development office every Friday because that's when the guys got their travel bags, whether it was a home or away game. And his name was Soup, Lamar Campbell. Soup, Campbell, get it? Okay. So his name's Soup. I go into Soup's office. I'm pissed, Soup. I want my blue bag. 
I want my bag. I'm tired of wearing these sweat. I want my bag, Soup. Soon come, Young Woods. Soon come, Young Woods. You know, and Soup was a former player, so he understood. And uh, I just kept telling this was the whole first year where I was on squad. And I'm just like, Soup, I'm not, I can't do this. Like, I'm better than some of them guys out there. Like, I know I can affect winning. Like, I know I can. Soon come, Young Woods. Soon come. Like, that's all he would say. Like, it's, <laughs> it's going to get there, Young Woods. So, like, like Mr. Miyagi, <laughs> yeah, no, literally, literally. I feel like he, yeah, like he would be like played like as Morgan Freeman or something if it was a movie. Yeah, no, for sure, <laughs> for sure, Morgan Freeman for suit. Um, but the following season rolls around, uh, feeling a little bit more comfortable at linebacker. Um, my confidence is is like through the roof, especially in my, like my coverage, my coverage stuff, and special teams like I've already shown that I can do it so now at this point um my uh the special teams coach is you know he's having me demo some drills and xyz like uh for camp and <laughs> preseason comes around and it was like a solid preseason you know like it wasn't anything to like rant and rave about but um like that consistency you know like just me being consistent, like consistently good at special teams, consistently bringing energy, consistently knowing what's going on. You know, um, they were still, you know, they still had some good, some pretty high stock. And I remember uh, one of my friends, <clears throat> Abdullah Anderson from from Jersey, actually. Um, he went to Bucknell. And we came in together and we were on practice squad the whole first year together. And now we were doing it again. This training cap thing, like we couldn't be, we couldn't be separated. So it's cut day. And his mom's in town because they came to the last game and um, we we're out at brunch. And we're just like, you know what? Like our phones still haven't run. And I don't know if anybody knows the process to cut day, but the last thing you want is your phone to ring, right? Like no call is a good call, right? Like, the moment your phone rings, it's over, right? And we're sitting at brunch with his mom and his phone rings. Oh no, like this isn't good. You know, this isn't this isn't good. This isn't good. So then um Do you just hit deny at that point? Do you just not pick up? <laughs> I wish. I wish. But so they so they called him, um, they called him in. And like, uh, so we drop him off, and Miss Miss Octavia, that's that's his mom's name, drops me back at the hotel. So I'm still like, damn, I haven't gotten a call yet, though. You know, like I still don't know what's going on. So next day, they got one more day to make cut. Or no, that evening. It was that evening. I'm not. Yep, it was that evening. I go downtown. I'm just like, you know what? I'm just gonna have a good time. Regardless, like it does not matter how it's about to how it's about to shake. Like I know that I played well enough to be on a team. I just don't know if it'll be this team, right? And an email pops through my phone. Uh, weekly itinerary for week one versus uh, I think it was the Packers or something. We started we opened with that year, and I opened it. I called my agent. Say, yo, this email, blah, 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 blah. He said, oh, whoa, whoa, don't get your panties in the, like, don't, like, 
don't 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 rush into it. Like, let's figure it out. So <clears throat> I have no idea what's going on still. There's a team meeting tomorrow. So I go to the team meeting. And Coach Nagy, we all sit down in the team meeting. And Coach Nagy walks in and he's looking. You add it up. It's about 53 guys in there, okay? But you don't, I don't know yet. I really don't know yet. So you sit and he, he's like, if you're sitting in this room, congratulations. You made the 53-man roster. And my, my mouth just dropped. I had nothing, like, I, I had I had nothing to say. I, like, just overall just, like, was overcome with all these emotions, right? Like, this happiness, like, satisfaction, uh, just just overwhelmed with everything that I possibly could feel. And I called my mom. And when I called my mom and I told her, I was like, mom, I made it. And she said, what? And she started screaming. She's at work. She's like, ah, like, I this. like he made it, he made it, he made it. And that's when I, I cry. I start crying right then and there. Cause that's, that's who I did it for. You know, that's, that's, that's the reaction that I wanted. Mm. The last time I called her, on a day like this, it wasn't good, you know? And I just thought about all the things that she had done for me up until that point and, and still does, you know what I mean, in terms of sacrificing and everything. And uh, so I got that 53 and it was on. Like I was, still was inactive, but I was working my tail off. And for special teams, I was like, this is going to be my ish. Like this, nobody's gonna take this special teams thing away from me because I knew, I knew how good that I was, and I didn't even know anything yet. You know, like there are tricks to the trade. Like I'm so grateful for meeting people like Kevin Pierre Lewis throughout my my career. Like, oh my goodness, special teams guru. Like, don't don't do that like that. Do it like this because then he can't do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, thanks, KPL. You know, um, but. It, it was pretty dope. I finally got the play. I want to say it was game seven. It was after week six, game seven. Classic unis. Okay. Uh, somebody had gotten hurt. And I found out they were like, Woods, you're going to be up this week. So I called my mom. I said, Ma, pack your bag. You're coming to Chicago tomorrow. She's like, huh? I said, I'm up. I'm playing. You're not missing this. Like, like all right. So she gets on the flight, she comes to Chicago and, you know, they were super dope. I, I thank Chicago for that experience for my mom because, you know, uh, they let her, you know, she came in through the tunnel, she was out on the field. Uh, they had like, you know what I mean? They had people there for her, you know, showing her around and this, that, and the third. And come to find out, like my mom's personality is much like mine where, you're going to feel her. You're going to know where she is, like, whatever. Mm -hmm. So every time I'm running down on kickoff, she's like, that's my baby. That's my son. You run, Josh. Like, blah, 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 blah. And my best friend, or my best friend in the city, um, his name's Chris, was next to her. Like, he had my other my other ticket. I was, um, so <laughs> this is coming from him after the game. He was like, bro, your mom is nuts. He was like, bro, she had the whole section screaming your name whenever you <laughs> ran down on kickoff. He said she, they must have bought her like seven or eight beers. Like she, like people were just like, oh, you're Woods' mom. Good. Like, you know what I mean? And uh, it was super dope. 
it was just super dope for her to be able oh, to experience man. that with me. Dude, you know? I'm like tearing up from that, man. That's awesome. <laughs> I got chills right now, Josh, both, man. That's so epic. Boys, so totally get that. <laughs> yeah. No, it was, but it was super, it was super dope. Um, I'm talking like she's, and I, I, I mentioned the kickoff thing because how many kickoffs are touchbacks now? <laughs> All of them, okay? So I'm just really doing a 50-yard wind sprint. And she's <laughs> cheering her heart out like, that's my boy. That's my boy. I'm just jogging. You know what I mean? Just jogging <laughs> through the end zone. I look up. I give her a kiss and everything. And it's actually um, – we got a picture. Me and her have a picture from warm-up that day. And it was my iPad. Like, I, I just – I actually just switched it because my Lions teammates were calling me out on it. Oh, you still play for the Bears, huh? Oh, you still play? You still want to be a Bear? Oh, okay. All that type of stuff. So, um, yeah, no, that's probably my favorite picture with my mom. She has my jersey on. I'm warming up for a game, and it's just super dope. I love that, man. That's so cool. So Incredible. this is your first year. You're you're on the 53-man roster, but you're actually getting some playing time. You're out there with the mm -hmm. boys and – and things are going well. You guys are winning some games. There's some adversity. I mean, there's a lot to digest here. You just walked us through probably one of the most epic journeys of all time. And you are you are a phenomenal storyteller for the record because I, I felt that. like I felt like I was with you throughout all these experiences. Like I felt like I was a part of it. I can no, literally I can literally picture you uh, at brunch gods like crumbling Oreos in like. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah, unbelievable. No. So, so, so what happens at the end of the year or throughout the course of the year? Like wh what's next? How does things evolve? Um, I mean, you, you had some really good games. Yeah, no. Um, so, I mean, I just knew my role uh, as a special teamer um, and just kind of relished in that. I was obviously still learning, like it was way different than let's say preseason or anything that I had done before, I still had to continue like work to get better. Like there were guys out there who they're special teamers too. And they've been special teamers, you know, like they got like those KPLs, they got those tricks to the trade and things of that nature. And just trying to figure it out. And um, I think to an extent I uh, had to build a certain level of confidence again, right. After not playing for a while and then going out there and it's, I mean, I still remember the first time we played Monday night football and they played the Monday night intro and then they did the fireworks. And I had the moment where I was just like, wow, I'm really in the NFL. Like I'm in the league right now. Like this is crazy. 70,000 fans going nuts. Like, like, wow. And it was, but it was dead silent. You know what I, Like to me, it was that like at, at, at that point, it was like everything had froze and I was just watching the fireworks. Like, wow. This shit's crazy. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, I really just was getting better at linebacker, learning linebacker. Um, but special teams was kind of my thing. Special teams was my thing up there. I had gotten, you know, I remember going out. Do you remember when Tom Brady did the, the fourth down thing when he Absolutely. was with the Bucks? Of course. Yeah. Okay. I was, I actually went out for captain that game, like for the coin toss. That's probably my second biggest highlight 
of my of my stint with Chicago. Like it was super dope. Um, as like you know, the special teams representative, definitely not defense. Hadn't been getting any spin for that yet. But was Brady out there at the coin toss that game too, or did they have a? Oh, okay. Um, he wasn't the. No, I lied. They sent one. We sent one. We didn't do the whole three. Like okay. we just sent the speaking captain out. And I want to say it was Levante David. I don't know. I can't remember. I can't remember. But I did get to like shake Brady's hand at the end of the game and stuff like that. It was it was pretty dope. Wow. I remember watching him jog into the tunnel from walk from when we were warming up. They had to jog past our side of the field. I said, bro, that's Tom Brady. That's Tom. Do y'all see that's Tom Brady? I still get starstruck from certain players. Legit. What are, what, are, what are some players that you were, like, completely starstruck by? You got Tom Brady. Like, what was another one? Um, OBJ. OBJ. I was like, oh, shoot. That's OBJ, bro. Um, it's always – You dab him up? Nah. Some guys, I'll be getting a little nervous. I get a little nervous sometimes. I'm just like, yo, I don't know. Do I, do I, do I look like a fangirl? Uh or is this like, is this weird? I don't, I don't know. Like, what about Aaron Rodgers? What about Aaron Rodgers? I love Aaron Rodgers, but I hate him. Because <laughs> he's good. You hate him because he's good. <laughs> this is true. This is true. This is true. No, he's a, he is 100% a goat for sure. Aaron Rodgers is, is amazing. Um, so my first time actually playing in a game at linebacker legitimately with my Roquan Torres pet. At this last game of the season, and <laughs> much like when my best friend tore his ACL in college, like you know, I, oh yeah, I can play. I'm ready to play. That's Aaron Rodgers over there. Okay, like relax, kid. Relax. All right, give us I a skinny. Remember. What happened here? Oh, okay, so. Literally, they had basically they just schemed me up as at one point. Like I couldn't do anything right. Like I think run, it's play action. I think play action, it's a run. Like they had swaps, they had motions, they had turbos, they had bobo action, like everything to mess with your eyes. It was all eye candy stuff. But I literally feel like, and maybe I'm making this up, but as Aaron Rodgers was under center. Early on when I first got in that game, you know how he looks around and all quarterbacks, they do this. That's our fish. That's our fish. If he just went after my ass. I let up. All right. So in cover three, if you're the backside linebacker and number three runs an over route, that's your play to make. Well, I didn't make it. Okay. Uh, what'd they do? Oh, they ran like they did like it's called like a swap boot where somebody from the other side of the ball like goes behind the line of scrimmage and runs to the flat. Well, in some coverages, I'm responsible for the flat. Well, I thought it was a run. Like I said, nope. Mercedes Lewis over there in the flat, butt naked. Gotta go get him. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Gotta go get him. Um, like, I'm saying anything you, like, it looked really bad. Like, it left a bad taste in my mouth. 
for it to be my last game of the season because we went to the playoffs that year. That's when we played against New Orleans. And, uh, yeah, no, like, I thought that I was going to get more burned with Rokon being hurt and stuff like that, and I maybe got three, four plays. You know what I mean? Like, they had played Manti over me, which was – I mean, I didn't earn it, so I can't be upset about it, you know. But it was one of those things where it was like, oh, like, this once again, I'm claiming to be ready for a situation, and I'm not. Like, I'm just talking the talk. I'm not really walking the walk, right? And – Sure, you can go ahead and make an excuse for me. Oh, you weren't inexperienced. That was Aaron Rodgers. That was, you know, a lot of those things. But at the end of the day, I'm a professional, right? Or at least I'm when that my team is relying on me to be, there shouldn't be any fall off between your one and your two, your two and your three, right? Like, because we're all getting the same notes. We're all getting the same film. We're all, you know, and if you conduct yourself in the proper manner, it shouldn't be that. Um Luckily, Mark DeLeon didn't give up on me, and he was the linebacker coach over – well, he was a linebacker coach in that moment in Chicago, and then the following year came to Detroit. And after camp, I, you know, I called him, and I was like, look, I don't know if, I don't know if this is about to shake out the way it should. I got hurt – I got hurt in camp, and Ogletree came in. He had five picks in the first three days. I was like, oh, look at this old bastard. Like, where did he come from, you know? But <laughs> he was chilling all last year. He comes out – five picks in three days. I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to start packing my locker up. <laughs> and uh, no, but so I ended up making the 53 again last year for the bears and Brashad Perriman gets cut by the lions. And so they sign him, but they wait to cut me until after the rosters are already set on Monday. Right. You know, rosters are being set that weekend and then come Monday is game week. Nobody's messing with their roster. It's game. Week. So Ooh. they waited till Monday to cut me. So I couldn't get, so I would clear waivers. They put me on practice squad and still elevated me that game. And, but I was pissed. I was like, yeah, no, this isn't going to fly because I only get two elevations and then I'm losing out on money on you. I'm not that guy. Like, do not, don't, I, okay, I had a bad game. All right. Yes. I'm not that guy, though. Stop playing with me. So I called Mark. I said, bro, they're playing with me. Come get me. I'm on squad. They're not protecting me. Come get me. They don't know what they got over here. I'm a, I'm a diamond in the rough. They don't know what they got. I said, oh, I've already been working on it. I've been showing them tapes and cut-ups of you for two weeks. Couldn't wait for them to do some stupid shit like that. Right? <laughs> and, you know, shout out to the Bears organization. That organization gave me my start. I have no, you know, it's all business, right? Like, it, I took something personal from that situation. And I, I say the things that I'm saying because I'm past that moment in my life where I was maybe harboring some, you know, some, some, some bad emotions towards them. But overall, I'm grateful. I wouldn't be where I am right now had that organization not taken the chance on me, right? So I just want that to be out there for everybody to hear, you know. Um, but I'm going to still continue to say sneaky things because I just like to, Throw shade sometimes. I think it's motivated. You're motivated. <laughs> we like it. We like it. So you you end up. How did the Detroit thing come about? So I was actually in a funk, like, and I'm in. A, so I'm either up here, energy wise, or I'm basement level. Like it's either penthouse or basement. Like there is no in between. There's no lobby. There's no nothing. So if I'm if I'm ever quiet, like I don't have to say anything to go to go like noticed or people know that my energy's messed up. 
because you don't hear me, you know something's messed up. I told you, you know where I'm at at all times, right? So I had just gone, I had been in a funk and it, I couldn't really, like I, I, I kind of strayed away from my faith, my, my faith practices for a while. And, you know, I just was kind of all over the place, right? And Coach Rump was the D-line coach in Chicago and he told me, he's like, hey, is your room clean? what the heck is that? No, my room's not clean. Of course not. I live by myself. Like, no, it's not. He's like, that's your problem. You get your room in order, your life will start to follow. Okay. Like, no, seriously, try it out. So I go, like, deep clean my room. Like, I start organizing stuff where, where, like, how it probably should have been, you know, but whatever, we're just going to brush past that. Uh, So I get my life in order. And, you know, I start talking to God. You know, we had a team position there. Miss Carla, shout out to her. That's my second mom. And uh, I was, you know, talking to all of them. And I finally just figured out that I was looking at it all wrong. The whole time I was there my first year, I was on practice squad. And I was pissed off I wasn't playing. But I was blessed. And I knew I was blessed. And I looked at it like that every day. That every day I had a helmet. It did not matter what my role was. I was blessed because somebody somewhere would literally give up anything in the world to be where I was standing and how dare I be there upset or ungrateful, right? Because it's not shaking out the way I planned it. He has a plan, right? And so I just went back to that mindset, right? I mean, I had been ducking the camera and you know, the media team in Chicago, like we were like this, we were five woods. Could you just give us a sound bite? Like, something i had been ducking the camera don't take any pictures of me i don't want to be on video i don't want anything like i would just be on a knee like this and i finally this week three after we played the Bengals, we were practicing this our first practice of the week getting ready for i don't think it matters but we were getting ready for our week three game okay and uh i just like i said i went back to that mindset i just I'm here. Like, I still have a job. I'm still getting a paycheck. I'm still this. I'm still that. And I just got back in, like, my mode. Like, I actually even, in warm-ups, I looked at the photographer, and I did this. Like, you know, that's my little woodsy peace sign. I throw a lot of peace signs, right? Just look, helm off all of that. Just look, just like that. And go to practice. It was probably my best practice of the season thus far. I just, just had fun. It flew by. I'm walking back into the locker room, and I um like I'm talking. Still have my helmet on. Still got my shoulder pads. Sweating, and my phone's on the seat in my locker room. Pick it up. Travis Marks, NFL. See one. Say hello. He said, "Pack your bags. We're going to Detroit." Huh? Pack your bags. We're going to Detroit. You want to leave, right? You want to go to Detroit? I said, shit, yeah. I want to go to Detroit. I want to go play, right? So, um, and everybody in the locker room knew that that move was coming. They hated how they did me. Like, my teammates hated the situation that I was in. They, they thought that I deserved better, as did I. But, like I said, won't touch that any longer. They knew my phone rang that something was up. So everybody, like the whole locker room. Room. I'm like, all right, well, yeah, I'll, I'll call you back in a minute. 
my boys, they're all like, what's going on? Like, what's up? Like, I remember, I remember like certain guys' faces, like, what does that mean? I'm like, I'm gone. I'm out. They're like, oh no, what? Like, this, that's so dope. Like, blah, blah, blah. So I found out I was going to Detroit. And they're like, bro, at least we get to see you twice a year, blah, 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 blah. Who are the, okay. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm about to jump the gun. It's four something. My flight that they put me on is at 9.30 something. I land at 11.30, bags by 12, physical at 5 a.m. in Detroit. And by seven o'clock, I'm in head to toe in blue and gray, practicing getting ready for the Baltimore Ravens. A wow. new chapter, same start. Wow, dude, that's amazing, man. It it was yeah. written, dude. Yeah, no, it was it was it was it was he, he does have a crazy. plan. He has a kid, plan. Kid from Baltimore, Maryland, just I love it. Yeah, no, it was it was super dope. That like the whole when when I look back and realize I was like, oh, we played the Ravens when I got here. That's insane. Like it's yeah, like it's it's above me, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then you had a couple of breakout games. Let's talk about apps like the one that we all know about. Like you were just busting onto the scene, man. The Denver game? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the Denver okay. game. Okay, just checking. Just checking. Well, what other games? What other games? Give me the other games. I mean, okay, okay, okay. You had so, 13 tackles in that game or 12 tackles or something. 13. Should have had 16. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so when I got, okay, so when I got there against the Ravens, you know, sure, they didn't trust, not trust me on coverage units, but, you know, coverage units in the NFL are like, punt is the most, is the most important play in football and people don't even, like, unless you know the game of football, you have no idea, right? So, yeah, we, um, we, just like had, we just had Rick Lovato, the long snapper for the yeah. Eagles on. Yeah, and Punt is the most important play in football. Yeah. Legit. Legit. So, um, I wasn't on punt. I wasn't on kickoff yet. I was just on the return. That was that was it. I was just on the return teams, and that was that was good enough for me. Like, whatever, I'm back on the field, getting, you know, getting the money I, I think I deserve for this contract this year, whatever. And, uh, the following week, we played Minnesota at Minnesota. And I'm on coverage units now. And when I first got there, maybe I was quiet for like the first day or two. And then coach had asked the question. And like the way I answered it, everybody was kind of like, what? You know, like, what? The oh, no, we played Chicago the next week. That's what it was. It was my revenge game. So coach kept asking me, oh, what is what does he like to do? What is you know, how are we going to do this? How do you feel us? How do you feel like we should attack? And um, he called me that night and he goes, look, I get it. You're the new kid. You want to be quiet, right? Like, I get it. But I know who you are. This is going to be your band in a couple of, uh, you know what I'm saying? A couple of days, a couple of weeks. So you might as well take over now. Like, I don't have any problem with you speaking up in my meetings or correcting anything or asking the question like so he really used to call me at night to help game plan the, yeah no it was it was the wildest shit 
no, no, yeah. So he was like, yeah. So for kickoff, like, what do you want to do this week? He's like, well, I think we should this, that, and the third, and then we should swing me and God went straight and like you know, I start introducing all these twists and different little games and everything because when we played Baltimore, we were on return, and I told him, I said, Coach, they're about to do this. And he was like, oh, yeah, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. And they did it and hit her eyes on it, right? So he goes, he just looked at me like they did it, and I was standing on the sideline right next to him. I was, he just looked down at me, and I looked back at him like, told you, told you. Like, so that's when he knew that he could trust what I was talking about. So then he allowed me to start doing all the, the game plan stuff and twist this and all this other stuff, technique and all that. And, uh, they, and against Minnesota, that was a really close game. We had lost three games by like less than seven points back to back to back, right? So we're in this Minnesota game and we're in it. And I'm on the coverage unit and they got me twisting how I want to twist. They literally were just like, Woods, this, the game plan was Woods go play. Show us what you got. And I went down there and I had three tackles on kickoff, like off the rip. I came in and they had something called junkyard dog. Like I was a junkyard dog in two weeks. Like that's the top, that's the top guy. You know what I mean? I was the top guy in two weeks in terms of statistics and then just in how the team received, you know, um, I played that role for a while, played that role, played that role. And, you know, we had some injuries. We were injury prone this year in Detroit. And um, it gets to the point where we got like three or four linebackers left. And my coach is still my coach, right? Like he has faith in me. So they threw me in for Minnesota. I had eight tackles against Minnesota, just Ooh. rotating, rotating play though. Like I didn't even get to play the full, you know. And then uh it's amazing. We do what do we do? We play, that's when we played Denver. So Alex Anzalone is the green dot. Woods, you're gonna play like the the nickel and you know, sub packages and Derek Barnes, you're gonna play the base stuff. I go out there and I'm mic'd up first and foremost. Okay. So I'm nervous as hell about that. Woods, Woodsy mic'd up. That's, That's dangerous. That is dangerous. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, so I'm mic'd up. But you could do like a whole movie just with like, you know, <laughs> all your sound box. I'm, I'm very glad that they cut most of that shit out. I'm not going to lie. When they did it, they oh, really? cut a lot of, they cut a lot of like, quality stuff out like it and i'm i'm glad because not everybody needs to know that side of me Trash <laughs> <laughs> talking oh everything i some guy tried to hit me with a stiff arm and i just told him i said look that's not your move pal it's not your move <laughs> <laughs> no but seriously so just I was nervous as heck, right? Like super nervous. Last time I had been in this situation where I was playing like a full game, full game. I just told you about it, Aaron Rodgers. Like it's not, it's no bueno, no bueno. Okay, <laughs> so I'm a little, a little nervous. And uh, the first drive, like my eyes were just, just bad. Like I was just not looking at what I was supposed to. I just had to calm down, right? Like missed a couple tackles, missed a couple run fits, like just a bad showing all in all, like, uh-oh, here we go again, right? 
So the next drive, they put Derek in. Derek and Alex are in. Two plays happen, and Alex twists his ankle. Woods, you're up. Give him the green dot. Huh? The green dot. You're the captain. All right. Let's do this thing. Okay. So they put the green <laughs> dot in my they put the green dot in my helmet. And mind you, it's Denver. You can hardly breathe, let alone talk, and then repeat yourself because your teammates are selfish and don't want to listen and echo the calls. So I'm out there. <sighs> okay. Nickel. Give him the play call. Derek, echo the call for me, please, dear God. He's like, okay. So now the safety's in the corner. What's the call? Now I got to say it again, do this, do all that. He's like, oh, man, this is different. I've never worn this green dot in my life. But that stressor was able to, like, like low-key distract me from what was going on in the game. So I was able to just play, right? Like, I was – just able to just run and go play. And that's all I did. I was just running and playing. Like it was like on my grade sheet, was it a perfect game? Absolutely not. But 13 tackles, you can't really get too mad at that. You know? <laughs> what did what did your coaches say to you after the game? Like, you know, with your performance, are they just like, damn, this dude's a, this dude's a junkyard dog. This guy just does it. Now nah, my my teammate, so my teammates or my or the team because we lost, so the team doesn't give a crap. Yeah, uh, teammates. But teammates. my teammates, they were like, bro, like that was some, that was some uh, dog dogmanship right there. Like you you did that, you know, like that was that was that was impressive. They were they were very impressed. Like that's when guys guys were still kind of feeling me out, and I know that was towards the end of the year, but guys were definitely still, you know, teams are huge, right? And you don't get to play with everybody or they don't see everything. But, man, that shit was insane. It was magical. Like, I know we lost. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But, dog, that was dope. Right? Like, that was super dope. Um, like I said, I missed a couple tackles. but well, It was funny because uh, Damon, when he made the intro, and he's just like, yo, you got to get Josh on here. He's got, like, a crazy story, too. And, uh, you know, I started looking you up. And I was like, I, I swear, I thought it was a typo. Like, I was like, oh, 13, ta- like 13 jackals. I was like, that's insane. That's awesome. By the way, I, I, I meant to bring this up way earlier on. I also thought your GPA in high school with a 4.235 or something was a typo as well. So. <laughs> well. I don't know how accurate that, I don't know who typed that in on Wikipedia or whatever, but I thank them. It was not that high. I mean, I was smart, but I mean, I was. That, that's different. Like that's different. Your football IQ is a four point two five three seven. I'll take that. I'll take that. But I don't know about. Mm, I know a couple of teachers that are beg, that will beg to differ. At the <laughs> I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that right now. So, so Denver. So yeah. Okay. So so pick up where we left off there. Um. I mean, just. It all was just, it just was, this was happening. Like, I can't even tell you, like, I wasn't out there like, okay, yeah, like a stretch is coming. Like, nah, my coach was telling me, like, my coach told me, he said, look, if it's run, I just want you downhill. Just play downhill. And in other words, what did he tell me to do? Hit a bitch. Hit a bitch, Hit Hit a bitch. bitch for sure. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I said, that I can do. 
<laughs> I know how to do that. So, I mean, and, you know, Denver was up and they were up early. So it was a lot of run. You know, it was a lot of run. Yeah. Um, run action and everything like that. But um, every time we were in a one-gap defense where we were, like, in single high or whatnot, shot my gap. Yeah. Like, legit, just if, if I saw a run, I just shot my gap. And one of the linemen told me, he was like, dude, you're just going to keep doing that all game? Damn. Yeah, stop it. And he just laughed and helped me up off the ground. He was just like, yeah, no, legit. Because he has somebody he has to take care of, but he's also responsible for me. He's not expecting me to just shoot the gap like that. And it was it was just a super dope experience. Like, I felt the respect that I had gained from not only my teammate, but the other team with Vic Fangio and them actually flirting with signing me two days before Detroit did and not pulling the trigger and all that other stuff, like, there was a lot of satisfaction that mm. went into having that game. And my coach, like, my coach really, DeLeon, he, like, we got back to the meeting room afterwards and everything. He was, you know, kind of telling the young guys, like, learn from this. Like, we haven't had a guy have over 10 tackles all year. Woods comes in in two games and, average, and, and, and has 21. He's averaging, he, you know, he's averaging 10 tackles a game and he's only played two games, like not even full games, you know. And when he said that, then Dan shouted me out up front. And, you know, you know how that it kind of snowballs, right? That's like awesome. Um, but it it was it was really dope. Um, and I'm I was like extremely grateful for the Lions, you know, reaching back out as quick as they did, as soon as they did, because I finally felt like, damn, I'm somebody's guy now. You know, yeah. and must be such a good feeling. Nope, because that's not the case. We got a room. Oh, we got a room competition going on, but it's great. It's great. Yeah. Like everybody's getting better from it. And you know what I mean? Um, well, but, there's, there's a lot of signings and, and things like that for the Lions this year, right? For defense. We have eight or nine linebackers right now. Yeah. That's insane. We play two of them. <laughs> we play two of them. Defense is a priority. That's evident. Yeah. Now we uh we got some like and we got some really good guys that are you know that are gonna be there. I mean, not that are be there that are in that room. Like so, we're constantly learning. We're constantly trying to outdo the next person. But it's all uplifting. It's all our coach is a really dope coach too. Calvin Shepard, he's dope. He's super dope. He played he played with the Lions before. So for all the Lions fans out there, what are some things that maybe we can expect this season? What are, uh, what are some expectations? What are you guys thinking inside the locker room so far? Um, so Tracy Walker looked at me the second week of OTAs or third week of OTAs, and he goes, bro, in all my time here, it never felt like this. Like, this is a different Detroit Lions ball club. Like, the energy, like, you can just tell everybody wants to be there. Everybody wants to get better. Like, you got to pull guys. Like, they have to pull guys out of the building some days when, like, it's well, especially with OTAs because, you know, there's time limit and this, that, and the third. But it's, it's different. Like, guys want to work. Guys want to win. Guys want to get better. Our coaching staff, I feel like our coaching staff last year was – it was their first time together as well. So, I mean, 
they had some mistakes. They had some learning to do. They had some gelling to do, you know. And now that they've had a full offseason to kind of do that and tweak the roster more to their liking and everything like that. NFC North, NFC, NFL, it don't NBA, NHL, it don't matter. Y'all got a problem on y'all hands when it comes to the Detroit Lions. I can promise you that. <laughs> I love it, dude. That's I awesome. love it, man. Rob and I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your busy schedule. To- I got, I got a couple of, we're not done yet, Rick. I got a couple. Oh no, of- absolutely. No, we can't, we can't. We just, I wanted to say thank you first and foremost, Josh, you've just been absolutely incredible. This story has been inspiring. We are hands down some of the biggest Josh Woods fans you will find in, in the world. All right. We are rooting you on. Rob wants to, wrap this podcast up with a lightning round of some fun questions so in josh woods fashion the first thing that comes to your mind let's hear it absolutely done deal and uh josh uh i'm already circling the jets and the giants you play the jets and the giants for the lions Mm -hmm. uh, so it's only an hour and hour and change away from me so i'll have to make it up for one of those games yeah no definitely let me know I'll have, to, I'll have to uh, be the chaperone for, for Mrs. Woods and buy her, <laughs> buy her as many beers as, beers as she wants. So, <laughs> Yeah, she'll love you forever for that. <laughs> all right, let's all right. do this. So, um, all right, so favorite football atmosphere you've ever played in? Could be NFL, high school, college. Camp Randall, the jump around, the wave, oh. the students. Oh. Camp Randall, off the top. Camp Randall. Okay. Insane. Gone. Insane. Yeah, I I mean it's college parks it's, no joke at at, uh, at a basketball Saturday night. basketball yeah don't yeah. even do not patronize me <laughs> do <Yeah>. not patronize <laughs> me Rick stop it stop it stop it don't patronize no. me guys. one of my favorite college basketball games I've ever been to was a Duke Maryland game at Maryland and the thing was one of the most ruckus atmospheres I've ever been a part of I can believe it see I missed the ACC Maryland I got there the first year of Big Ten. So I didn't get to experience that Maryland, like that Duke rivalry like that. But now that, uh, what was it, Xfinity Arena now? That, it gets jumping. I like going to basketball games. Yeah. I hated our fans for football games. It didn't matter where we were up by 50, close game, losing by 50. By halftime, they were gone. Yeah. You would come back out ready to play, think we're going to be in the game. What game? okay yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you you had some pretty amazing experiences going on the road for big 10 with like you know michigan ohio state you know all that so it's kind of crazy that's awesome so so wisconsin okay so wisconsin mm-hmm. was your favorite um favorite play that you made in the nfl favorite play that i made in the nfl Ooh, it's probably my tfl against melvin gordon where they have the sound bite for me saying bing bong that's probably my highlight. <laughs> my highlight of my I got to look that up. That's awesome. All right. Two funniest people. You're really funny. You know, you're hilarious on Instagram and uh, I think TikTok too. You're on TikTok. So funniest two people you met in the NFL. Akeem Hicks, Tariq Cohen, without a doubt. Tariq Cohen, the, doubt. Human, the human joystick. Tariq Cohen. He's... Not like he's he's yes, he's very funny, but he's observationally funny. Like he can just survey a situation and just in seconds like tear everybody apart, like or just 
he just I don't know. It's he has one liners. Akeem, Akeem just says out loud what everybody's thinking. And it's funny because like he's a very intelligent guy, so he's super witty, super sarcastic. It's uh when it's when it's at you, oh it's no it's no fun, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um in all seriousness, like he is a joy to be around. Akeem and Akeem and Tariq were both like hilarious, hilarious teammates. Love that. That's awesome. All right, go to order at brunch gods. Oh, so it depends on what's on the menu because we switch it up for the folks, right? <laughs> you know, you might, you never might, you might just walk in there one day and we have the teriyaki noodles, okay? Or we got the sensational chicken sandwich named after Miss Cindy. Love her. That's his mom. That's Kendall's mom. Um, hmm. I mean, you can't go to brunch guys without trying the chicken and waffles first. Okay. Have to try the chicken and waffles. But my favorite all time. It might be the crab cake and the crab cakes and fries. Crab cakes and fries. Ooh. I'm oh, getting hu- the, I'm getting with, hungry with right the god now. with the god sauce on it. Oh, you guys have something called oh. a god sauce. You have god sauce there. God sauce, man. Oh <laughs> my goodness! Is you de- it, you I, deliver to Dallas? We don't. We do not deliver to <laughs> Dallas. The next day, but we are opening. No, we are opening. Um, we're trying to open a second spot and you know if you would like to be an angel investor we could have some conversations there we go there we no, go I'm just kidding. yeah no i like that no that sounds really good though maybe maybe the atl maybe the atl <laughs> i don't even know what that is and i love it <laughs> maybe the atl needs a brunch gods so yeah no that's that's definitely that's what we're hoping the next spot is we just I mean, we're, we're doing pretty well. We just want to do better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. What's your uh, favorite TikTok or Instagram video that you've put out? Um, oh, can I look? Yeah, I know my favorite. I, my favorite. All right. Tell me your favorite real quick. It's, it's, uh, hey, what's your name? <laughs> Tony. <laughs> like, I've seen that. I've seen it go, but like, you were just so hilarious and I was dying. <laughs> I think my favorite one might, it's either the Django one with the bags. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen that? I, I don't know if I've seen that one, but I, here, I'll, I'll look it up. I'll definitely look it up once we're done with this. <laughs> yeah, no, that, if you, have, have you ever seen the movie Django? Yeah, yeah. I just sent it to you guys. Okay. Um, That's one of mine. And then one of my Denzel ones probably. <laughs> Dude, you're hilarious you're absolutely hilarious so. <laughs> yeah it's probably my american gangster one yeah that's twenty five thousand dollar alpaca you block that <laughs> shit i love that you i love that it's my favorite line I, in the movie josh rick and i quote that all the time like yes. when something spills on like it could be on the floor it could be on like a shitty rug rick if rick and i are around each other we just go that's twenty five thousand dollar alpaca you block that. You block shit. that shit. <laughs> you don't scrub it. Throw the club soda on it. Simple, 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 simple sound of motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of my favorite ones. All right, so um, you had to have been binging shows. What are your? Two I lied. Favorite? I lied. My favorite is the Kevin Hart. Uh, Kevin Hart one. With the roller coaster. Okay. That was <laughs> that's a that's a OG TikTok. Like that's a, that one. that's a that was a corn TikTok. That's what I used to call them because I would do them. I just did them because I was bored with quarantine. Yeah, quarantine yeah, yeah. TikTok. 
So yeah, quarantine, no, that one. So with quarantine, we love Kevin Hart. Yeah, it's hilarious. So with quarantine, you're probably binging some shows. What are your two favorite shows that you binge? Uh, Game of Thrones. Don't talk to me about any show being better than Game of Thrones because we can fight. Very, very Game of Thrones, very Game of Thrones esque. We can fight to the death. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, yes. Um, I've, I just recently binged Ozark. Dude. Ozark, yeah. No, yeah. so I watched the first season and then fell off and then had to like double back. Yeah. It was a great watch. Like it was, it was, it was slow. Like, nah, I definitely agree with other people that it's slow, but yeah. it's a great show. Like if you like twists, oh, that's that show for sure. All right. And then two favorite hobbies outside of football. Ooh, okay. Um, sleep and eat. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, I like to do like uh, I like to try. I like to cook. First of all, cooking is like I'm, as soon as we're done, I'm gonna go learn how to do uh, like hibachi style fried rice and chicken and shrimp. That's and, awesome. Yeah, that's for dinner tonight. I, I just bought a new wok, 14 inch wok. It's there really you nice. go. There you go. Do <laughs> it. And uh, aside from that, um, I would say like bowling, like just little activities like that, like bowling or skating, and, you know, things yep. like that are pretty fun. Okay, cool. That's and great. Then, and then who's your, who's the next undrafted guy we should have on the podcast? Next undrafted guy. Hmm. Anthony Pittman. Who's Anthony Pittman? Anthony Pittman plays for the Detroit Lions from okay. Detroit, Wayne State University. Like this guy, he, I mean, he's huge, explosive, like has all the tangibles, went to a small school, hometown hero, like, but he's a, he's a really good guy. Um, and he's one of my favorite people to talk to. He's one of the first people that I clicked with in Detroit because we do have a similar you know like navigation into like introduction into the league and then also navigation whilst in the league um I would say Pitt's a pretty good one if I think of any other good ones I'll send you their Instagram but I think like yeah. first person I obviously went to my room like my room specifically in Detroit sure and Pitt's the first guy that popped up yeah, dude, that looks awesome. I was just looking up. He looks like a beast. No, he's no, he's he's a big guy. Yeah. He can play like he can play like he can rush the passer and also play stack backer. Like he's a he's a jack of all trades. He's pretty good. You think you could take him? Oh, I could take him for sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You think he would say this that that too? Is he going to confirm that? He better. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So last question. Last little fun question right here. This all started with Damon Lloyd making the intro. So we're bringing it back to Damon. Um, you know, you or Damon, like Damon was a me, linebacker. Me, me, in anything. It doesn't matter. Me. <laughs> but continue. To, 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 I was going to say. Sake of this, for the sake was, of the show. I was going to say, you had wide receiver back in high school, Damon at linebacker, you know, across the middle, what's happening? First and foremost, I'm catching the ball. 
right? You're not going to separate me from the ball. You might hit me, but I'm going to get up and talk shit. What's your first down point? Like, I'm pointing first down, too. I don't care if I was a yard short. I'm doing it at you just so you could feel something. Damon, Damon no, said no, you're the best trash talker in the league. You said what? Damon said you're the best trash talker in the league. I'm the best trash talker with him because I know his soft spots. Yeah. So you got to learn, you learn your opponent. See, people, people get too lazy nowadays. Like, nobody wants to look up somebody on Facebook and find their, find their opponent's wife. Like, nobody wants to know their little cousin's name and what high school they went to. Like, nobody wants to do that type of shit. But that type of shit works. <laughs> yes. I, I, unbelievable. Unbelievable. I hope you're mic'd up every game for the 2022 season and I can have <laughs> access to that content. Well, we, we are on hard knocks. Yes. 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 We are on hard knocks this year. People are so I got just like I got a call about Mac. I got a I got a call about hard knocks at 7:30 in the morning from Kendall, the guy who we I do brunch gods with. Yeah. He's like, yo, it's lit. You're about to take off. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, Y'all got hard knocks this year. There's no way in hell that that camera is going to miss anything that you do or say. <laughs> yeah, you're set, dude. You're set. Well, yeah. Woodsy, thanks so much, man. This was so much fun. We had a blast. Um, thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, no doubt. I appreciate you guys for having me. This was a good, great time. Um, I'll get out. So I'm supposed to see Damon next weekend. Not this one coming up, but next weekend. I'll make sure that we uh we get a video for you guys together. 100%, awesome, man. 100%. And, and, and we'll, stay, we'll, stay healthy out there, all right? Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.